Hello, my name is Piero Vitelli and I'm a freelance transferable skills trainer and facilitator. For a long time, I've been fascinated by the challenges we face when we build relationships and communicate. And in my work, I specialize in presentation skills training and development. Dancing in the Line of Fire is a weekly podcast in which I explore and share aspects of presentation delivery that I believe are crucial to address if we are to create and develop our own personal style of presenting. Throughout the series, you're welcome to contribute your thoughts on Twitter using the hashtag Dancing in the Line of Fire, all one word, and in the final episode, I'll address any comments, questions, or challenges you may have had along the way. But for now, let's get started with Chapter 1, The Background. On the morning of May the 2nd, 1995, having had for six years infrequent but persistent neurological episodes, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in under two minutes. The doctor spent the entire consultation mumbling under his breath while he hunted for something amongst the papers on his desk, and finally he offered me a leaflet as he steered me from his room. I had absolutely no idea what he'd been talking about, but his absent-minded manner suggested to me that I had contracted some sort of mild viral infection that would probably clear up in a week or so, and I returned to drama school where the summer term had just started. On arrival, I apologised for my lateness to my course director and explained where I'd been. He put his hands carefully on my shoulders, searched my eyes and asked if I wouldn't be better off at home. Assuming he feared that I might cause a flu-like outbreak, I agreed with his suggestion and left. I spent the rest of the day sitting on my window ledge in the warm sunshine with a few cold beers, trying to piece together what had happened that morning and slowly getting three sheets to the wind. It struck me then, as it still does now, that if I asked almost anyone what might be a good way to tell someone that they have a serious, chronic or life-threatening medical condition, they would give a broadly similar answer. They might suggest things like taking your time to answer any questions, feigning empathy even if you don't feel it, and expecting that someone on the receiving end of such news might be scared and in need of a little reassurance and support. I'm equally sure that if I asked the neurologist who diagnosed me the same question, he would agree. But he did none of those things, and I don't for one minute think he was anything less than a brilliant doctor with a full complement of typical faculties. And yet, for some reason, he was not able to access them in that awkward moment, and what should have been an engaging, supportive and purposeful conversation was never more than a staccato discharge of data that, for me, became memorable for all the wrong reasons. That moment ignited the curiosity that I have felt ever since, further fueled by the qualities of my private, personal and professional relationships and has led to my career as a freelance training consultant specialising in certain aspects of communication. What fascinates me is how our effectiveness at communicating varies according to how resourceful we feel at any given moment.
From an early age, we're exposed to stories by the adults around us, and we respond to them. They excite and thrill us. They move and comfort us. They teach and inspire us. Creating them is a process involving the crafting of various stages, and there are many styles and structures to choose from depending on what the story is designed to achieve. Beginning, middle, and end. Tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you've told them. Logos, ethos, and pathos. The hero's journey. First excite them, then disturb them, and finally assure them. Or even explore physical symptom, pronounce medical diagnosis, and offer informative leaflet. What that episode taught me is that the construction of a piece of communication is something that can be codified, represented as some kind of framework, and taught. Imagining and crafting a story is one thing, but delivering it is quite another matter. To lift it from the page, to paint pictures with words, and to cast a spell with ideas calls for a different and more personal approach, which I'm convinced can't be taught as it isn't a formula. But it might be an algorithm which can be interpreted and learned, as it takes account of all manner of variables like personality, background, identity, situation, culture, need, and purpose. And these must be individually evaluated, explored, and determined, producing in each of us a unique blueprint unlike anyone else's. These podcasts are created for people not who need to present and grudgingly do so against their wishes— but for those who embrace the act, accept its challenges, and want to do it better. And I believe that makes it essential to explore and develop your own personal presentation style. As important as it is, I can't tell you where to stand or what to wear, and I don't know how to make a killer visual or what you should say alongside it. If that's the help you feel you need, then you'll find plenty of other resources on the internet that cover these and other related topics better and in much greater detail than I could. This series invites, challenges, and provokes you to explore and sift through the thoughts, motivations, and beliefs that create and shape your delivery style, which is just as important for a presenter to consider. The episodes will chart a course through a landscape involving reflection, observation, decision, and perhaps some revision, and will constantly reaffirm the only truth about presentations that I have come to believe, that there is no one right way to do it. Rather, there is your right way, and only you can find it, and I'd like to help. Written as narratives, these podcasts are a collection of thoughts, ideas, stories, models, hypotheses, experiences, and exercises. Collectively, they form nothing more than an opinion, precisely what the US Admiral and noted electrical engineer William H.G. Bullard referred to as the lowest form of human knowledge, as it requires neither understanding and nor is it accountable. 
What I urge you to do is consider it. Imagine yourself in the situations that I describe and ask yourself, what do you do and what would you like to do differently? Think about the ideas I share and determine which ones sound useful and which don't. Be honest with yourself about your own habits and the ones you want to develop. Open yourself to the possibility that doing what you've always done might just continue to get you what you've always got. And doing something else, something different, something new, might work better. I owe an enormous debt of gratitude to everyone with whom I've ever had a conversation, from complete strangers to kith and kin, as they are responsible for the content of these podcasts. And, dear listener, I look forward to sharing this journey with you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget that you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag DancingInTheLineOfFire, all one word, and any comments or questions you may have will shape the content of the last episode. If you want to find out more about the work I do, then visit island41.com, and I look forward to your company next time.